0: Hello, this is the Hardcore Legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Roughhouse Podcast. Yeah.
1: Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet-purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 304. Four for december 11th 2022 i am marty i'm christoph welcome uh folks we appreciate you continuing to click on this for some reason i still not sure <laughs> why but uh it's nice to see you know <laughs> it's nice to see the clicks go in the double digits it's because they like our back and forth chris that's it? why. i'm not sure uh, I've, I've been trying to figure it out and it's not it's not a slight on you my friend marty no oh, never no you know me.
1: I'm 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 the self-deprecating kind. Uh,
0: you, you very much are, which is funny because also you take uh, competition extremely seriously, but you're the first <laughs> to be like, eh, "I'm garbage." <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah. No, well, I mean, when it comes to a performance, quote unquote, such mm. as this, mm. I know I'm garbage. I know I'm, I know I'm just a, a oh, voice. You're not. I'm a you voice not, in the void, man. Have Have <clears> you <throat> ever listened to like ninety eight percent of other pro wrestling podcasts? No. <laughs> the I don't fact like is you're a person <laughs> and we also don't just like get mired in the idea of like oh you know the iwc blah, blah 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 but like we get into it sometimes but i don't know we we sound like people with lives and personality as opposed to even though we were both recording this in our basements right now literally uh we don't sound like basement dwellers is what yeah. i'm getting at although i will spend the entire day down here <laughs> that's that's for a multitude of reasons not all of them have to do with the fact that you do a pro wrestling podcast anyway oh, yeah. the, the couch is comfy it reclines yep. i got a you know a nice setup which you can kind of see back there Three you know it's right comfortable
1: it's, yeah you know
0: no all good all good reasons to do so uh, but there's a lot to dig into i um, probably going to throw out a good chunk of our, our normal layout because uh, we record this, of course, Sunday the 11th. Yesterday the 10th was a massive day if you mm-hmm. are a pro wrestling slash combat sports fan, as we had a Ring of Honor show, an NXT show, and a UFC show. Oh, wow. All over the course of one very, very long day. Um, I only watch UFC super casually. So I I did not watch that Um, I've read the report on the NXT show uh, And I watched uh, Almost all of the Ring of Honor show Live Um, Not as in live in person But you know live (laughs) via the internet (laughs) You flew to Texas Yes Uh, but I I think the person who probably Is going to have to be our headliner here The first thing we dig into is Oh boy the, if Twitter wasn't already on unstable grounds, yes, the uh, tentative announcement slash not true confirmation, uh, mm-hmm. the, the rumor and scuttlebutt surrounding uh, the former Sasha Banks Mercedes yeah. Varnado uh, mm-hmm. being at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. on the 4th of January, has really sent
1: some people spiraling on the old bird machine.
0: Yes, uh, intensely so. And, and I'm sure it's just going to get multiplied because as of this morning, uh, Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer, throwing down the gauntlet that not only has there been an agreement reached for uh, Mercedes to appear at the Tokyo Dome on January 4th, but there is a verbal agreement for a a multiple match series in New Japan Pro Wrestling. In New Japan. Yes. Which kind of tells you where this is going. Yeah. So not in stardom. I mean, obviously, they're owned by the same Yeah, yeah. Bushiroad owns both. Right. Um, but it, it's very clear that, that she's going to be involved in the makeup of the IWGP Women's Championship. Right. Uh, currently held by Kairi. Right. Former Kyrie Sane uh when she was in WWE. She's defending it. Former at... member of the Black Lotus Tree at as well. Very true. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> how how, dare, how dare I ignore the, the, the Luch Underground history? Uh I assume Kyrie is retaining at the Tokyo Dome because sure. Kyrie versus Sasha or Mercedes Monet, I believe is the name that she registered.
1: Yeah, she's an um, artist now.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh
1: watercolors that's, and
0: such <laughs> that's the money match sure Kyrie and sasha i mean even in wwe would have been a money match
1: yeah i'm trying um, to remember any time that they had a match they may have been in a tag match
0: or something together yeah, yeah there was definitely a, a <sighs> uh, yeah, i can't believe this is their name a kabuki warriors feud with uh, sasha oh my main. god i forgot you know, about I mean, that honestly that was one of the the few respites of COVID era wwe yeah um but uh Uh, i mean this this is really big news like this sure this is huge news now is she also going to aew that much is not clear right Uh, according to uh uncle dave uh big dave Meltzer, uh aew is not saying anything one way or another he he got neither confirmation nor denial from aew did anybody
1: ask Tony yesterday?
0: No one asked Tony yesterday. God, I, I didn't watch the presser, but I followed like some tweet threads about it. Yeah, some of these were the most in kayfabe questions possible. Uh, it, it was, it was really well. Do you think sad. that may have been an edict about you know to try and avoid further controversy in these post match? Uh, but who was going to be controversial? At the Ring of Honor presser, like uh, unless oh. Claudio is going to be sitting there with uh, his his protein shake, talking about how Yuta's is a bitch and he's old and he hurts, like I, I don't really know what what we would have gotten out of that. I mean, look at the makeup of that locker room. There's only one person who really could have been uh, a true pain, and Roosh was not part of the press conference <laughs> yesterday. Um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, Brian Cage could be a loose cannon uh, uh, from, fair, from time fair. to time.
1: Mostly uh, on Twitter, though, because of his wife. Yeah. Whoosh. Yeah. Although, I, honestly, ooh. Melissa Santos, you know, I, I I do whatever she says as well. So you sure.
0: Have, have you taken a look at those likes on Twitter, my friend? Uh, no, I was just looking at her legs on Twitter. Yeah, uh, it's not great. Uh, damn it! It's All right, great. retract. Right, retract my anyway, uh, I I would not be shocked if Sasha Mercedes. Pops up sure. in AEW. Uh, a lot of people are already pointing to the fact that there is a match now right. announced for the January 11th show in California. The Dynamite. It's going to be uh, Brit and Jamie Hayter against uh, Soraya and a mystery partner. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are saying, oh, clearly that's who it's going to be.
1: Yeah. And I mean, clearly
0: it, it's going to be that math adds up. Series. Although, you know, they lo- do love the swerve. Um, well, and and uh, they, they love swerve. Right. Stop, yeah. We'll, we'll get to. And they love to swerve. Correct. Um, I mean, arguably, you could put uh, uh, Thunder Rosa in that spot and it would be, I mean, <laughs> boy, has the internet <laughs> and general AEW fandom soured on her hard and fast. She's done a lot to earn that, though. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not unfounded. It's just very funny that if you had plucked twenty twenty one December Marty and Chris, sure twenty twenty two Marty and Chris say, so you know who the pariahs in AEW are right now? Right. Yeah. See them punk and Thunder Rosa. <laughs> I would have been like, wait, what? Yeah. Well, I mean the punk thing wouldn't have been that much of a surprise. It's less of a honest. surprise. Yeah. I I will say that much. Um
1: Persnickety fellow, that punk.
0: Yes. Uh but to 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 pull it back to what we were discussing. It's interesting because there's nothing signed. There's there's no pen to paper, mm-hmm. and apparently, Sasha's deal with WWE ends at the end of 2022. Okay, she's been out of action for months. Sure, WWE is not above going well. Surprise, motherfucker!
1: You've Here's got a few months. Yeah,
0: and. I don't want to be like, oh, they should do that. But I wouldn't be shocked if they said, oh, fuck your Tokyo Dome appearance where huh? <laughs> you're still under contract to us. It is a new regime. It is. So maybe, you know, and
1: I'm not saying, you know. And
0: one who's playing nicer. I mean, right. they're, they're sending Carl Anderson to drop the belt this week.
1: Right. Presumably and Shinsuke's showing about, up on uh the um Inoki show as well. Or oh, that's Wrestle is that Wrestle Kingdom or the Well,
0: uh, he, he's showing up in Noah at. on the first, but oh, right to he wrestle may be on Wrestle Kingdom. Right. Okay. He I may. thought that, I thought he was confirmed to show up at, at Wrestle Kingdom. Not confirmed, just oh, okay. there's a belief that he will be because sure. you know, He'll be there. he's gonna be in Japan three days earlier and there's sure. supposed to be some big Inoki tribute yeah. on Wrestle Kingdom. Gotcha. Um so on paper, yeah there's the possibility what it sounds like is of course, when uh triple H Paul Levesque took over one of his big edicts wasn't just, Hey, I'm going to rehire everybody who's ever worked for me before, which mm-hmm. continues to be a thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, how's Tegan Nox doing?
0: <laughs> I honestly didn't see her doing anything this week. So mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big things was, OK, Sasha and Naomi, we want to, you know, right rebuild that bridge yeah. and, and get things handled. Uh, coincidentally, Naomi just took a photo with uh, Jade a few weeks ago. I saw that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if there's smoke to that fire. But uh, according to what was being said this morning uh, by Dave Meltzer, uh, the two sides are far apart on money and that's Triple H and and Sasha. Yes. Okay. So there's there's definitely a difference in terms of what Sasha wants okay, what WWE is willing to pay.
1: This is just silly to me because if I'm if I'm Triple H, I'm I'm saying
0: yes to whatever. Why oh, yeah. would you want a star of that caliber, of that, you know, she has some crossover appeal. Yeah. Why would you let her go to a competitor when, you know, she gave, she told you allegedly what she wanted? And I'm sure it's, it's not on par, maybe a slightly more than a Bray Wyatt sort of thing, which I would say, in terms of return of investment, a Sasha Banks is worth a lot more than a Bray Wyatt. I don't know how much merch Sasha pushes. I'll say that. Bray Wyatt, yet to work a match, selling tons of t-shirts. Okay. All right. Well, still. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, what I do know is, just for a comparison, I don't know what her new deal ended up being Mm -hmm. but when Becky Lynch had her big the man broken nose broken face run yeah she's making 250k a year that's it that's it and that was considered high for the women I mean I'm sure Ronnie's making half oh yeah Ronnie's definitely making money hand over fist because she's coming from UFC paydays she has an expectation well yeah but Shayna's not making that much no but Shayna didn't work UFC Shayna was you know Lower level on that Gotcha. So I, I don't know what she's asking for, but I know that also. I can't
1: imagine her asking for less than a mil. And oh, if yeah. I was, it's I would, definitely I would,
0: a mil. With all the money. I mean, that's that's what? one sixtieth of the Saudi payday? Oh, yeah. Fucking just write the check right now, man. Yeah. What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah. Make it happen. Do it up. But instead, it looks like they're going to let her go off and, and do her own thing. Let me ask you this hypothetical: Where do you think where do you think there's more money in uh, Mercedes returning to WWE Mm -hmm. or to her starting in OnlyFans? (laughs) I think the combination of her going to Japan, Mm -hmm. AEW, because of that being able to do things outside of wrestling, Mm -hmm. easier schedule to work with Disney. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Easier schedule to do movies yeah. Easier schedule to Stream to OnlyFans Whatever she wants to do on her own I feel like Though Part of it definitely involves more sweat equity Sure She would have to hustle and, and do all of those things And make it all work Yeah, I think that would be uh, Bigger for her in the long run Sure Short run, probably the WWE money Right, because there's there's a, to be honest, there's a finite window where you're going to get that money. Right, right. And she's still—I don't even think she's thirty yet. Like she's she still can. young. Um, I'm I'm gonna look up right
1: now. Has has there been any? I mean, not that I've seen any um, mention of her returning to any oh, of the Star Wars show in
0: January.
1: Okay, so she, she she is turning thirty-one next month, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. yes. Um, I mean, I guess there's a chance she could pop up in the uh, Ahsoka show
0: because isn't Bo-Katan supposed to be in that? Yes. Yeah. So there's certainly a possibility of that. There's certainly a possibility of her popping up there. Or Mando. Or or Mando Mando season season three. three, Or any number of different things like doing a voiceover in a cartoon or – like – Oh, and doing conventions, of course, right. which is a massive moneymaker. I mean, yeah. you know, getting paid five figures for a weekend is nothing to scoff at. God, could you imagine the line for her at WrestleCon? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, my God. At, at a WrestleCon. Um, at or like a, a Comic-Con. At a yeah. Comic-Con where it's like, sure. okay, she's in Star Wars. Yeah. Think about that line. She is... One of the top women of the past ten years in pro wrestling. Sure, think of that line. I mean, really, the only thing she could do to further increase her stock would be do like a Marvel thing. Right, right. So, hmm, curious where she would fit in there. I don't know. Um either. Uh, but I, I think if I'm her, I take the long term play because she's been in the WWE system for ten years. I know. I know. I don't know what's left there. I mean, it's mostly the same players there that were there when she, you know, stopped wrestling. Yeah, and she main-evented a mania already. Right, yeah. She and Bianca two years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I, I don't really think there's anything else that, you know, she would have on her bucket list. It is clear that she's a fan of... Continuing to train and learn multiple styles of wrestling because she's popped up, you know, training in Mexico and popped up training in Japan. And I would think maybe that's what's left for her that ability to be like, okay, I worked Joshi, I worked Lucha. Yeah. You know, I, I did everything I could do. Yeah. Well, if I were to <clears throat> offer some advice to uh, Mercedes, because I know she's listening. Yeah. Hi. And, and undoubtedly, How are you? she she would love the advice of a middle-aged white dude like us. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, my one thing I would say to not do – is to go to New Japan and join the Bullet Club, please no. for the love of God. No. Jay White put some statement out there saying yeah, how yeah, yeah, she yeah. he thinks that she would fit in really well to the Bullet Club. Um, not that I, <clears throat> you know, am counting on that happening, but man, that would be. That would be a dull fucking fart in church right there. Yeah. Um, however, on the flip side of things, Minoru Suzuki has been saying that he's been scouring the globe looking for new talent. And he has something in mind. So adding uh, adding her to Suzuki-Goon would be fucking ridiculous. And I'm here for that. Yeah. no That that would be awesome. That yeah. would be incredible. Um, I, I'm just picturing the two of them just getting on wonderfully in the ring. And I, I like that idea a lot. Mm-hmm. Um also she's got kind of like a spindly Zack Sabre Jr. build so we already know that uh, yeah he likes that that type of performer sure. in his stable so well you know Suzuki Ewan's a wide range of uh, oh yeah body yeah. type Tai Chi yeah. you know he's a he's a hefty fellow strong yeah, and, uh, uh, Archer wide upper is body a archer's a big, archer's a big monster trunk. Despy is you know a bigger junior uh, yeah. you know yeah. he's a thick boy too so so yeah but yeah that'd be pretty fucking cool we don't count Kanemaru no, no one counts Kanemar. Except, <laughs> except for New Japan, when they just scrounge up a paycheck for him every right. month. <laughs> anyway, let's hit this button that we we haven't played in a few months.
1: Cheap-ass Metallica. of
0: Honor, good sir. Yeah. Uh, they had a... Big old show. Big old show. Uh Yesterday on uh, BR Live, the first hour was free on YouTube, was Final Battle 2022. Final Battle, always one of the biggest Ring of Honor shows of the year. And uh, I will say, this was a great fucking pay-per-view. Uh, front to back, top to bottom, a very, very good show. Just cumulatively, or just in terms of in-ring action stories, what's the uh... uh, in-ring action? Okay, this was definitely uh, a work, the, work rate pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, a work rate pay-per-view. This was definitely the ring of honor style: of here's some of the best talent in the world just going out and doing the damn thing. This was okay. not like, oh, the master class of storytelling, or, sure, or sure, what have you. Um, <laughs> but before we dig into the results of that, uh-huh, let's kind of go forward in time and talk about the press conference. Yeah. So the press conference, as I alluded to before, is very much in k There's not a lot to take away from the interviews that the talent did, but at the end of it, Tony Khan, he was solo and he was taking questions from the press. And what he had hinted at earlier in the week, uh, when he did another press call was that he would finally, uh, pull over, uh, you know, uh, pull off the the cloth and unveil what the plan was for Ring of Honor on television. Mm-hmm. And first and foremost, let's just put it out there: Ring of Honor is not going to be on television. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> <laughs> if there is anything that's to take headline. away from the rest of this, it is yeah. Ring of Honor will not be on broadcast television. It will not be on cable television. You'll be able to watch it on your television, but it's because they are reviving Honor Club as an app. Which is fine. I mean, totally fine. I'm sure the main reason Tony bought
1: Ring of Honors
0: for that tape library. 100%. So now he has that. And Honor Club is essentially the WWE network, and that all past pay per views are all on there, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how far back it goes in terms of the full Ring of Honor catalog, because mm-hmm. basically 2002 through 2009 or 10 has a shit ton of unlicensed music. Right, right. So, uh, you know, I-, I did not go to watch ROH.com to see how far back the library goes. Gotcha. Um, and I don't know that you can really see too far deep without signing up, which will be a whopping $10 a month. Yeah. Uh, which is an era where you can get Peacock for ten and not just have WWE content, but you can have, you know, NBC shows and movies. You, you can know, get it for five else. with commercials. Yeah, that's true. You can get it for five, you can get Disney for ten and Yeah,
1: Apple's up to seven, I think.
0: Apple's up to seven now, but no commercials on that. With like no
1: commercials, yeah.
0: Already you're at a hard sell. Yeah. So there's that.
1: Not getting my money.
0: So then you have Ring of Honor Weekly TV, which, when you distill the Tony E's of it all, he will have more announcements about after Wrestle Kingdom. And the reason why it's after Wrestle Kingdom is apparently there's going to be some New Japan element to all of this. Okay. Very unclear what that is. Like, I, I couldn't tell you for the life of me what, what he's hinting at in that regard, unless it is New Japan talent being on the Ring of Honor shows. He also hinted, perhaps, Lucha talent being on the shows. I, I will tell you pie in the sky what I want and what I think the reality is going to end up being. Okay. But pie in the sky. If you told me, Tony Khan, for $10 a month, I could get the Ring of Honor back catalog. I could get this new weekly Ring of Honor tv show mm-hmm. you get the pay-per-views after 90 days because they're still going to sell them for full price on br live or sorry to no, report nobody pays a fucking nobody pays for a pay-per-view after a week it happened yeah like you know why do you have to i mean it's just annoying you have to wait 90 days no disagreement but i'm just saying that's what the plan is mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um so and they sell well enough that warner brothers discovery wants to keep that going yeah, that that they want that, but they don't want yeah. to give him any fucking they don't want You, you the could give them time True show. TV for fuck's sake. 10 p.m. or you know, 11 p.m. on Friday nights. Like, "Oh, right. you watch Rampage on TNT, then flip over to True TV for Ring of Honor or some shit." Right. But they nope. <laughs> yeah, no. now uh not to digress too far, it was revealed again amongst Tony's rambling that he didn't try to sell it anywhere else. That he wanted Warner well, Brothers Discovery or nothing, which I feel like is just absolutely foolish
1: that. Yeah, no, that's that's a bad business decision right
0: there. Like talk to Amazon, talk to Netflix. talk Sure. To fucking everybody. I'm you sure know. you want to keep it in house and keep, you know, but if you obviously presented to them first and gave yeah. them first right refusal, they declined. So fucking shop it, man. What the fuck? No disagreement. So perfect scenario. Ring of Honor library. Mm-hmm. Weekly Ring of Honor shows. Mm-hmm. Delayed pay per views. Uh-huh. Give me the New Japan World library. Give me Friday Night Lucha from CMLL. Oh wow! I would pay ten bucks a month. Done. Well, yeah. I mean, I I would cancel my current New Japan World uh, and then sign up for that. Yeah, yeah. Because that's like I, I think with the exchange rate from the yen to the dollar, I think yeah, it's, it's, it's less like than under ten bucks now. It's like. Under eight, I think now. Yeah. Uh, thanks <laughs> for economy. Japan, which uh, I've, yet yeah, I haven't watched anything in a while in there. So um, I'm just wasting my money on that. So why not waste <laughs> it on another one? Right. Exactly. I would do that in a heartbeat. That would just be done, especially because like they have uh, uh, all, you know, the apps for all the devices and everything. Sure. Um, and, and those are up and live now. So like if, if you, dear listener, were like, oh, you know, I want to check out what the current state of Ring of Honor is and blah, blah, blah. blah cool. You can. Download the app right now. Um, Weirdly enough, searching for Honor Club doesn't bring it up. You have to search for Ring of Honor and you find it
1: Hmm. weird,
0: but it's what it is. Uh, Now, if the reality is this. Ring of Honor back catalog to like 2010,
1: 2011.
0: Mm -hmm. 90 day delay pay-per-views, weekly TV, and maybe New Japan strong. I'm not in. There is no, no, no. zero value to me in that. And and I yeah. say this as a massive wrestling fan. I don't care. No, because, you know, if there's a pay-per-view you really want to watch, you're going to find a way to watch. You're either going to pay to watch it or find a way to watch it. Right. Um, and, yeah, I mean, even when I was into Ring of Honor, like, I still didn't watch every weekly TV. No. <laughs> no, their weekly TV was, frankly, pretty dull. Yeah, I mean, I went to a lot of tapings, and yeah. some of them were marathon tapings. Yeah, and, and very few of them you go, oh, man, I can't believe I saw insert match here. Yeah, yeah, and then there's, you know, there was a time or two where some asshole local radio uh, person had, like, an arm wrestling match with Truth Martini, and then some tag match is a dark match. We'll, What's we'll t- what wasting your fucking time with what that? A who, what a loser. Who on earth puts people who aren't wrestling performers God. on a wrestling show? I mean. Such a terrible idea. Yeah. Horrible. Damn it, Joe
1: <laughs> But uh, It was me. <laughs> Dude, that was me last weekend. <laughs> um, That's right. Yeah, look up
0: your boy Marty on... Uh, on yeah, I'm on Cage um, Match now. <laughs> on Cage Match. And Fight TV? Are you up there uh, yet? Or IWTV. Yet? Not yet. IWTV. Not yet. Yeah. Um, I, I will tell the world when it's up. Because uh, we'll probably have a promo code, too. Um, anyway. I I see this as a non-starter. I see this as a big fucking L for Tony Khan. Yeah. Like this is, I, I understand the idea of, you know, ring of honor as, as developmental ring of honor is a way to give people seasoning ring of honor is a way to, to develop talent and, and sort of have a pipeline into AEW that isn't just indies, AEW or WWE, AEW. But I could give zero shits about watching a weekly TV show from them for $10 a month. Well, between the results of the show yesterday and this press conference, it kind of seems like Tony threw in the towel because yeah. he reverted back to all the old champions. Yeah. Okay. So the Briscoes are tag champs. Sport. Yeah. You know, we're going to talk about it. But Briscoes, Claudio, Wheeler, yep. Yuta. Yep. And uh, the embassy all won. T- and Athena. all yeah.
1: right, Yeah.
0: So all they all these people won the titles yesterday. Um, so no Jericho, uh, you know they trying to use him to shop and sell the the product that was and a big failure. Um, so yeah, put it back on Claudio. Okay, cool. I mean, with Jericho came Garcia. Garcia lost to Yuta, y- you know yep. FTR. You know maybe gonna... this finally means the uh, Blackpool Combat Club Jericho Appreciation Society feud is over. Oh my god, it's only been thirty years. <laughs> I don't know why I said years weirdly there. Your yours, yours, <laughs> yours. But look. The pay per view was very, very good, and and I can't I can't shit on that. Um, so let's run through that very quickly. Uh, Zero hour pre show kicked off with Jeff Cobb defeating uh, Masc- uh, Mascara Dorada. Uh huh. Um, this was, if this had gone longer, it could have been something really special. For okay. what it was, it was very good. Like they got maybe eight minutes. Yeah. Um, Cobb tossing around a flippy do sure. Dorada Dorada being one of the best flippy dudes on the planet. It was just awesome. Not to mention uh, Dorada's entrance. Uh, I don't know if robe is the right word vest. It, it, it it's basically like, you know, the front of Jushin Liger's Cape. Mm-hmm. It was that, and it was covered with these, uh, uh hexagons that had all of his different masks over the years in them okay it looked really fucking cool right. um but uh, t- uh pop-up tour of the islands gets a victory for Cobb. yeah really enjoyed that um we had uh 2.0 of matt menard and angelo parker defeating shinobi Sports shadow squad the, i'm sorry Shinobi shadow squad yes that is the tag team of cheeseburger and eli easem
1: okay i don't know where that name comes from those two guys but all right
0: they've used the name uh, quite a few times in the past i i'm not sure the origin of it i just huh. know that uh the match was good okay. um it was very much kind of house showy you know faces being super faces heels being super yeah. heels okay um uh parker and menard hit a double ddt on isom for the finish uh cheeseburger super over um, no news there yeah no news there uh and then uh what was the main event of zero hour uh, i'm sorry it wasn't uh, There was one more match after it um good guy. We had willow nightingale defeating trisha dora trisha dora is a local girl uh, here mm-hmm. from, uh she's dc based don't know why they flew out to texas but hey good for her mm-hmm. had a hell of a showing against willow willow's mega over um this match was really really fun lots of brutal strikes from both um finish was a doctor bomb from willow on adora OK. Yeah. I like Willow. Um, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked to see her take the Ring of Honor women's title off of Athena. That makes sense. Yeah. Athena's doing the whole heel shit kicker, uh, you know, sort of thing. And yeah. the plucky babyface Willow. Yeah. yeah. Now, have they dressed Willow Nightingale up like uh, Warwick Davis yet? <laughs> no, uh, not yet. Not okay. yet. Maybe right. maybe if Ring of Honor gets on Disney Plus. <laughs> then we'll see that. Type I mean, of the show's airing at the mo- at the moment. Yeah. So you, gotta, you know, you figure the 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 window for crossover is is is, is closing. I mean, dress her up as Mad Martigan for all I care. Come on.
1: <laughs> Let's go. Uh,
0: then the main event of Zero Hour. Um, I can't believe I'm going to say this was a very good match featuring the kingdom. Uh, yeah, uh, they dropped the fall to top flight. The Martin brothers are uh-huh. super over right now. Uh, so it was it was Taven and Bennett. Taven and Bennett okay. uh, against uh, top flight of Darius and Dante Martin. I wasn't sure if there were any other peripheral members of the kingdom I was missing. Not right now. I mean, aside right from Maria. Not right now. Maria, right now. If there was, uh, a Maria was out there, okay. uh, although she got uh, sent to the back eventually by referee Mike Posey. Uh-huh. Um, there was one notable botch in the match. They did a big dive train, into, including, again, I can't believe I'm giving this dude credit, Matt Taven doing one of the craziest no-touch topes to the floor i've ever seen like it looked like he was doing a stage dive over the top rope okay wild um but uh uh, dante martin was doing what was looked to be his normal springboard dive Mm -hmm. and he just went right over the ropes completely like he just missed it oh wow so he just kind of came down awkwardly thankfully didn't hurt himself the finish was also crazy. Uh Dante of course has his nosedive uh moonsault where mm-hmm. he uh springboards from the middle of the top does a moonsault. Darius uh picked up um Taven in a power bomb. Right. So then Dante does the nosedive lands at what looks like a sliced bread number two right for the finish. So yeah, that's pretty wild. It's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. uh um, pretty, pretty pretty cool. Also, uh I never really noticed this before. Uh, Mike Bennett is super jacked. Not he, like steroid jacked, but like he looked really cut.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Good for him. Yeah. Uh, then the main show kicked off with Blake Christian and AR Fox against Roosh and Drillistico. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never seen heel Drillistico before. He had kind of a uh, Desperado. All blacked out, right? Yeah. It was all blacked out. Looked a lot like dusty. Okay. I think... The finish was a complete botch. What happened? Uh, AR Fox hits a 450 on Drillistico. Okay. Gets the fall. Uh-huh. I think Roosh was supposed to break it up. Uh, uh. Because then, uh, then Roosh and Drillistico beat down uh, Blake Christian and AR Fox afterwards. And Roosh was uh, really laying it in. Okay. <laughs> well, it was his fault. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know. Taking out his frustration. It's, it's the first time we've seen classic Roosh yeah. in the uh, Tony Khan regime. So, okay. so yeah, that yeah. going on there. I'm sure Jose the assistant has some fun translating some stuff in between the two of them after the no show. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> um, Athena defeated Mercedes Martinez to win the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. Uh, Athena really tried, as usual, to uh, make her gear look special. Mm-hmm. she had like this weird like refractive like red paint on her shoulder and face okay and then she had what was supposed to be quote unquote her third eye in her forehead but it just looked like she had a googly eye taped to her forehead <laughs> so that that kind of took me out of it a little bit but she um, went uh jojo to booty on that a little bit yeah 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 um but I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I, I like Shit Kicker Athena as a character. It's definitely a lot better than I play r- RPGs. The character, yeah, yeah, um, which she still most certainly does. But yes. at least it's not the, the, her motivation as a performer. Yeah, uh, but the finish was Athena took the turnbuckle pads off of uh, one of the corners, drop kicks Martinez into the turnbuckle, and then hits the Eclipse to win the belt. Did I see somebody there are, calling it the O face? Is that? Uh, that it has been called that, yes. Okay. Yeah,
1: that's I, terrible.
0: I, it's a terrible name.
1: That's stupid. Don't do that.
0: Um, Swerve and our glory defeated Shane Taylor promotions. What was uh, the what was the story between Swerve and uh, Keith Lee here? Uh, basically, Lee and uh, Lee and Swerve weren't entirely on the same page in the finish. You don't was say. Lee accidentally hitting Swerve, so Swerve walks out of the match. Okay, but, all right, uh, so Swerve walks out on
1: Keith this time.
0: Yeah, uh, Griffey accidentally kicks Shane Taylor in the head, which sends him to the floor. Then Lee takes advantage of a shocked Griffey, hits a power slam, and that was the finish. Any relation to the uh, the Baseball Ken man? Griffey's? Yeah. No, 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 but okay. I liked uh, J.D. Griffey a lot. I will say this, I don't know why people like Shane Taylor as much as they do. Like, <laughs> like he, he, he shows promise, and... I don't want to shame anybody. And I recognize I myself could stand to be more visually appealing.
1: Ah, uh uh-huh.
0: Shane Taylor looks awkwardly big. Okay. He doesn't look like Keith Lee where it's like, oh, that's just a big old boy. Yeah. 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 Like Shane Taylor looks like he could use the opportunity to tighten up. See Trent seven and his bitch tits, which we'll get into later. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, that reminds me Trent 7 was shown briefly during the show. Okay. Uh I'll, I'll talk about that uh, when we get there. Um, all in all that it was a fun match and and I liked them, you know, alluding to the history between Taylor and Keith Lee, but I was really kind of surprised that Swerve and our glory went over cuz yeah, I mean they're, they've they've been on the outs for a couple months now. Right. Right. Uh the embassy of Brian Cage, Toa Leona and Khan uh, defeated uh, Dalton Castle and the boys to win the Ring of Honor six man tag team titles. Um, How were the ribs or uh, midsection or back of uh, Dalton Castle holding up? Uh, pretty well. Uh, yeah. He he looked as good as he did in his match with Jericho. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, like you and I were texting about yesterday, the Embassy really needed a win. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, the the titles did change. Sure. Um,
1: yeah. I'm not opposed.
0: Uh, Top Flight were being interviewed backstage, but then 2.0 interrupted them. They brawled, and uh, Menard and Parker got the upper hand. They went out to the ring and said, Ring of Honor was always full of garbage, flippy-floppy pro wrestlers. (laughs) Okay. So uh, I guess we're going to get a Top Flight 2.0 feud at some point. Sure. But uh, this transitioned right into Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. So pure rules, everything. Pure all rules, everything. All they that. had the okay. on-screen graphics to show how many okay. rope, uh, rope breaks. breaks everyone had and how long the match went. This was a great match. I mean, these guys are very good against each other. Yeah. I felt the hate in this match, which I okay. really liked. Um, yeah. Garcia was really punishing. Um, Utes. Yeah. Uh, Utes looked great. Um, but Garcia, he was doing like – submission holds and stuff around the turnbuckle like the actual buckle okay not like the the pad and everything uh-huh. which was different um so uh i i thought it was thought it was really really good um huh. uh yuda hits a pile driver then uh does the uh the driving elbows into the jaw of garcia ref calls the match and yuda is once again your peer champion okay so then we had the Double Dog Collar match, which yeah. uh, was announced at the end of Dynamite this week. Uh, it was a Briscoes and FTR Double Dog Collar match. Not just one way, not just two way, not just three way. No, not four way. Five way juicing in this match, Chris. Hell yeah. As referee Mike Posey decided to run that blade for the business. <laughs> uh This was absolutely bloody extravaganza yeah a uh, harsh horror show I yes think called it the the ring mat was just caked in blood yeah all four guys covered in blood and sweat and gunk and it was just it was and crazy MRSA. <laughs> yeah um and you know shout out mike posey uh dude gigged hard yeah. <laughs> um Didn't expect a referee to be busted open in this match. Uh, I will say, and a lot of people were like, oh, this was hands down my favorite of the three matches. I thought it was very good. It was not to my taste. Of the three, I still feel like the first one from April is the best match they had. I thought it was awesome. Don't get me wrong. But... Too I, I the First match was the best. Too many, you know, chair and table spots and stuff like that for you. Um, I don't know. I I think by this point, I'm I was just a little Briscoe FTR'd out. Okay. Um, again, they brought the hate. The brawling was great. the The violence was strong. Um, but I I felt like their masterpiece was the first one. Yeah, that was a great match. Um, but uh, the the finish I thought was clever as hell. So they had basically Chekhov's table set up
1: mm-hmm.
0: for most of the match, right by uh, right by ringside. Um, there's a bit where there's a bunch of chairs piled up on the floor next to the table. Right. Cash, who is connected to Mark, notices that Mark is on the top rope about to dive on him. He pulls the chain which flings Mark not through the table, but onto the chairs. That,
1: that fucking sucks. That, that hurts, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. I watched yeah. that gif a number of times. Yeah. It was a wild bump tweaked each time. And in ring, you have Dax who's connected to Jay. they're fighting. Jay ends up putting on a cross face, pulls the chain across Dax's face. Ah, cash tries to go in and break it up. But he can't because he's got the dead weight of Mark on the floor. Nice. So I, I thought that was really, really clever of a way to do it. Briscoes yeah. end up winning. Briscoes, once again, Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Hell of a couple of days for FTR, man. Yeah. they had a banger of a match on Wednesday, too. Hell yeah, they did. Um, uh, post the match, uh, Guns jumped FTR from behind. So that feud must continue. Uh, And then when Austin Gunn tried to cut a promo, the Briscoes chased them off. So there's, you know, respect shown between both teams. And then uh, we continued on. Uh, Joey Samoa Joe defeated Juice Robinson to retain the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. As he should. Damn right. Uh, I thought it was very good. Um, It it felt like this was a lost NXT TakeOver match. Weirdly (laughs) enough, they did not overlap in time. In NXT, but it felt like this should have happened at some point. Yeah, I mean, well, Juice kind of dipped before NXT became the NXT that we all fell in love right, with. Right, right. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Uh, the King of Television reigned supreme. So, uh, you know, more Samoa Joe. So, I mean, Samoa Joe is the anti-Jericho in that if he shows up on both shows, and I, I, I will never complain about seeing Samoa Joe. Like I yeah. complain about being overexposed to Jericho. So, let's keep the uh, the Joey Samoa train going here. Choo choo. And uh, as we talked about, Claudio defeated Chris Jericho uh, to win back the Ring of Honor World Championship. Very good match between the two. The finish was pretty unique as uh, Claudio goes for the giant swing, hits 26 of them. And during the Jesus. 27th, uh, Jericho submitted. In I a row? Know, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know that you could submit in a giant swing. But, you can submit uh, at any time. You just tap out. Brother. But uh, Claudio wins and uh, celebrates with uh, Wheeler Yuta and Jerry Lynn to close out the show. Okay, so Jerry Lynn's taking over for Regal. Okay, cool. I guess it. so. I guess right. so. Um, <laughs> someone did point out that this was Chris Jericho's eighth defense of the Ring of Honor championship. Ah, oh, so the Ocho. The Ocho goes down in Ocho. On the Ocho. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought top to bottom, very good show. If uh, you're on the fence about spending the money, um, it's worth it just for FTR Briscoes. But I thought front to back was a really great show. So here's my idea going forward. Sure. Um, here's what I would have done to close the show yesterday. Claudio wins, celebrating, lights go out, Marty yells Sabu. Yes. Is and it Sabu? It's not Sabu. God damn it. It's fucking Miro. Oh, oh. <laughs> and Miro yeah. lays out Claudio, and then you you run that feud atop Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, that's because – and maybe that's what Tony pitched that Miro allegedly didn't like, and that's why he hasn't been on TV despite being well, healthy. Let Is me there an update on that? Then. Uh bu- 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 <laughs> Speaking of AEW and speaking of Miro, yeah. according to the World of Rumors, I think this was from the Observer this week, because uh-huh. uh, uh, Fightful had posted that Miro was presented with some creative to head right. into full gear, and he said, nah, dude, I'm good, and uh, that, that was it. Uh-huh. According to the Observer, the plan was, and I'm going to tell you this, and you're going to be like, that would have been way better. He would have been in the Ethan Page role. Oh my god! In the title tournament. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, immediately, immediately better. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Mira wasn't into it. Mira so. didn't want to lose to Ricky Starks, and I, I get know, that. I don't know if it's that he didn't want to lose a Ricky Starks. He didn't or wanna, just didn't want to win the tournament. Didn't I want mean, to be a part of the tournament. Like I, I, I don't know. Uh, I I don't know specifics beyond that. But yeah, I, I'm just looking at that entire run of matches. Him beating Kingston would have made sense, Uh because that would have been him giving his heat back. Sure. Him versus Bandito would have been a fucking banger. Yes. And then him versus Starks would have been awesome. Yeah, agreed. So, definitely a little bummed about that. Interesting. Yeah, I I just, I hope they come to an agreement on something soon, because I miss seeing him on TV. Yeah, and I thought we were going to see him soon, because, you know, he's back as a part of the opening video package for Dynamite. Yeah. Yep. I, I thought something more was coming. Um, also on uh, the AEW front this week, I don't know if there's really that much worth getting into from it. But uh, we got the full details about Regal's release from yeah. AEW. Um, short version is uh, he wanted to go back to WWE, not be an on-screen character. He wanted to coach his son. He wanted to work with old friends because he realizes, you know, he's he's not long for wrestling in general. Yeah. So uh, Tony decided because he's been going through some personal strife of his own. His mother had a stroke and surgery and stuff like that over the past few months. It's like, ah, you know what? You know, life's short. Let's do this. Yeah. So, so they, they let him take the out of the option of his second year. Exactly. Um, so... That will be that for Regal and AEW, and apparently we won't be seeing him as an on-screen character unless, you know, it turns out Regal is carny as fuck and <laughs> on NXT on January 10th or whatever. He is a, he
1: is of that era, yeah. although I feel like, you know, being in the business at the top level for so long, he has kind of a respect for that. One would hope. One,
0: well, one would hope. I don't one know. would hope. You know, um, he is the villain. Yeah. An original villain. Yes. But Dynamite this week was live in Austin by God, Texas. Yeah. And uh the show kicked off with the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal and it Ricky battle- Starks. The battle royalist of battle royals. Yes. Ricky Starks ends up winning it. And really the bit worth talking about is the promo afterwards. Oh my God. So MJF comes out immediately. Like Ricky Starks wins. His music plays for three seconds. Yeah. And then MJF's music hits. Yeah. So MJF comes out, said he's going to be a four time Dynamite Diamond champion. He says Starks is the drizzling shits. Yep. Yep. And says that Starks is a dollar store Dwayne. Calls him the pebble. The pebble. And he's going to send him back to Billy Corgan's NWA on YouTube. (laughs) I got a chortle out of that. I got a chortle out of that, too. You know my feeling about the shooty shit. No, I know. know. And Max really treads that line. And had this been where it ended, I would have been absolutely enraged this week
1: sure yeah
0: but then ricky got the mic yeah he did and ricky i'm uh, i'm gonna go right to hyperbole here okay in a moment akin to steve austin at king of the ring 96 grabbed that microphone yeah. and showed the world who he is and who he's gonna be he just made his career man he, hands down yeah like he cut this amazing and according to starks this was off the top of his head this this was not this was I mean, not him like shit. pre-planning lines this was him t- and, and you know what there it, were it some felt like, like it there were some there stutter fire. steps in there yeah there were some stutter steps in there well yeah um i mean the the turn of phrase uh what do he you say he's gonna stomp an asshole into his head or something like that something <laughs> but I don't care about the, yeah. the 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 words. I care about the passion. Yeah, that, that's where the mouth can't keep up with the mind, which yes. certainly I, uh, I know what that feels like. 100%. Yeah. Like, that's on par with me where sometimes a sloppy move looks better than a well-executed one. Right. The passion of Ricky Starks in this promo was yeah. out of this world. Yes. If there is anything just... I know next week, uh, thank God, they're not making this convoluted. It's going to be for both the belt and the Dynamite Diamond Ring. I know that Starks probably isn't winning. Uh-huh. they got to find a way to keep heat on them. And yeah. I think, as you and I were talking about this week, I think the move is this. Because they haven't announced a ton of stuff for mm-hmm. Winter's Coming, have them go the full hour. Have them go Broadway. Mm-hmm. So that way, Starks never loses to MJF, yeah. but then MJF can say he never won. Right. And then that just turns into Starks having to start back up from the bottom and chase.
1: Do they open the show with that then? or do Because
0: if they start that match at 9 o'clock, then you kind of have an idea what's happening if there's no other matches announced. That's fair. That's fair. Because um, you kind of have to. That's what they did with Brian and... Um, Hangman. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that is how you start it, because also... If you look at ratings the past few weeks, the top segments are all MJF related. Yeah, that's true. And Starks is right behind you gotta him. You got to hook him. Starks is starting to become you know, yeah. a, a draw of his own. Um, yeah, I, I think that's the <sighs> smartest move because then you have Starks building himself back up. You, you don't end the momentum.
1: No. Because no, I,
0: I don't think they're going to put the belt on him. If they put the belt on him like, I'm going to be over the moon, it might seem a little early. Well, I mean early in both ways, both because MJF just won it yeah. and two because Starks is just like this is this is just, you know, this is kicking in the second gear and he's he's got other gears to get, you know, uh, to use. I don't know. Just like the momentum is full speed ahead. Yes. but it's not at the, the top the peak yet you know it hasn't crescendoed um, so you know like you said that your options a great choice and then you still you have Ricky Starks kind of just like looming over MJF being this thorn yeah. in his side, throwing su- uh, subtle digs maybe costing you know trying to stop him from cheating in some other match or something like that just yeah. always being this little
1: pesky annoyance as he's running through other people um, I think that that's, that's the way to go here yeah no doubt
0: yeah I I, I think we just saw another main eventer made in that moment and, and by God he's worth it. I know Starks' ah, deal is up next year. Fucking pay that Ooh. man. Yes. Let's go. He's ready. Yeah. Um anyway. Uh uh they had their back and forth. MJF kicks Starks low, goes for the ring punch, Starks ducks, hits a gorgeous spear. Uh, Knock the fucking shoes off of MJF Yeah, and then he holds up Glorious. the belt to a huge ovation In his yeah. uh, second hometown Right, Boston, yeah, Texas. he's got a couple of hometowns Yeah moxley's backstage saying this is all elite wrestling not all elite talking i don't know we just saw all elite talking yeah probably not the best time to uh, just drop that line uh he says he enjoys the fighting so this weekend at rampage final battle blackpool combat club do what they do best he says gonna be ringside tonight to make sure no shenanigans happen and if hangman page wants another piece you know where to find me yeah we had joey samoe defending the tnt title against darby allen oh boy good lord this was the peak version of both of these guys. Oh yeah, no, this is the Darby Allenist of Darby Allen's. This this match probably took a year off of Darby Allen's life. Yes, <laughs> that's not hyperbole. I think, that's... and it made Joe look like the absolute Godzilla-esque monster that he should be yeah. presented as. Yes, hundred percent. Some of the sickest, craziest bumps of Darby's career were in this match. Yeah. I, I don't know why he does what he does, but it was executed to an incredible degree. I'm worried about the dude. Don't get me wrong. Like <laughs> this has been the most have been actively concerned about a performer's well-being since like Spike Dudley in ECW. Where right. like how, how can you take all of that? Um,
1: yeah. W- such a small fellow.
0: Wild shit, including a uh, snap power slam on the concrete. Unlike Joe Necro back sickening. in the day, Darby not taking yeah. it on his forehead. So uh, congrats, <laughs> Darby, tucking that chin. <laughs> um, it's rule one. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we have a, a rear naked choke for the finish. Darby fades fast. Ref calls it. Bryce, shout out, Bryce. Uh, and then after the match, Darby shoves Joe. Joe immediately headbutts Darby, which yeah, also looks sick. Fold him the fuck over, too. Then, uh grabs the uh, skateboard that Darby came out in and m- hits a muscle buster on Darby on the wheels because it was Z- wheels up. That was just absolutely brutal. Joe hits the sleeper again. Out like comes that's Wardlow. Assault, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we're going to get Joe and Wardlow in the future. Sure. Yeah, let's rock. Uh, Tony Schiavone backstage with Orange Cassidy and Kip Sabian. Casty said that if Sabian wants the title shot at the all Time title, all he had to do was ask. And Sabian said he's hurt, but, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to pick someone or, uh, OC says, all right, then pick out someone for yeah. me to defend it against. So that'll be the match for Rampage. And I'll tell I, you what it was in just a minute. I like chattier Orange Cassidy. Yes. And I also like, I like Kip as a, as, as a talker. I think, yeah. you know, he sells this sort of stuff, um, very well. Kip's got a unique look. He's good on the mic. Yeah. He's always like he's finally putting it together. He's always had the ingredients. Right. He's starting to figure it out. And, yeah. and I'm excited to see where this goes for him. Uh, Claudio Cascagnoli and Wheeler Yuta defeated Daniel Garcia and Jake Hager. I thought for sure this meant that uh, Hager or not Hager uh, Garcia and uh, Jericho were going to go over on Saturday, but they did. not. Yeah. Good match. Fun match. And then it got weird. So after the match, Tony Schiavone gets in the ring with BCC and throws it to a promo he recorded with William Regal, quote unquote, two weeks ago. Uh huh. And Regal's like, You're only going to see this if something bad happens to me. So the explanation is Regal did what he did to show Mm -hmm. Mox, Claudio, and Danielson that they don't need him and they can teach you to be the best wrestler in the world by themselves. And also, he wanted to put the title on MJF because, you know, it's never harder than when you're champion. This was some fucking comic book level retconning bullshit. Agreed. Yeah. I, I, I didn't love this. And I don't think Moxley loved it either because he basically just rolled, a, rolled his eyes and cut a promo saying, uh, all right, I challenge anyone in the world on Rampage.
1: Yeah. Which ended up being for the
0: better. Oh, Absolutely. Um, just really weird. I, and if that's the last thing we see of Regal on AEW TV, that's double weird. It was the only way it could have been worse was if they had an animation cell come across the screen (laughs) to say that (laughs) written in marker. William Regal had to go back to his own planet. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. Just what a mess. Um, I, I get what they were trying to do. I appreciate it. Uh, I thought it would have been fine just to have Regal knocked out and then right, and just then, the, you know, get, have the yeah. conflict between Danielson and the rest of the BCC. Yeah, but, I didn't need this. Yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't a big fan. House of Black video. House of Black. Malachi says, anyone who has an issue with what they've done in recent weeks, come and face them next Wednesday. Who do you think faces them next Wednesday? Oh, boy. I don't this know. This is going to be Wednesday. Uh, so as a trio, I'd imagine. Yeah. So... Um, I'm not sure. what We we have Best Friends, Trio.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: God, if it's somebody like the fucking Factory, I'm just going to, you know. I wonder if multiple teams are going to come out to try to beat them up. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, because they have been beating up. Without, uh Yeah, yeah. Without disregard or without regard to who it was. Okay, yeah, I like that. And I feel like ultimately they're getting set up to go against the Elite. Because uh, the Elite's I, winning this best of seven. I oh, yeah. Anybody's. Yeah. Um. But uh, uh, I know not everyone watches Being the Elite, but uh, Brandon Cutler was filming everything from the um, Lumberjack match. Uh Uh-huh. He got called out and beat down specifically by House of Black. Oh. And Malachi cut a big, long promo into Brandon's camera. So I I feel like they're building to something there. Sure. I mean, that'll Um, be a fun feud. Yeah, it'll be awesome. So you got that? Um, Tony Schiavone uh, had a pre-recorded sit-down with Jamie Hayter. Hayter said she uh, has a close eye on Hikaru Shida against the Bunny on Rampage, and she's going to grant the winner of that match the next title shot. Uh, she per, the presentation of Jamie Hader here was fantastic. She yeah. looked like a champ. She had the belt on. She cut a very good promo. Yeah, like this is you know still going strong with Jamie Hader here. It felt like what I, I feel like should be the template of modern wrestling, which is the UFC style sit down. Right. Um. She she came off like a star. And, yeah. And that's what it needed to be. Um, and she was alone. Which yes. Yeah. That no was, one else involved. Yeah, that was important, and I like that. <laughs> Uh, Jade Cargill, Layla Gray, and Red Velvet defeated Sky Blue, and Rain, and Kira Hogan. Ooh, in the I forgot this even happened. Spot. It was what it was. I won on, I think, a three snap match
1: uh, win during this <laughs> segment here. So that's what I remember.
0: And then Tony Schiavone backstage with Soraya, as we talked about before.
1: Yeah.
0: The build for the Kia Forum match on January 11th. Then Which we is had in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Uh, and then so we had the main good. event, the acclaimed defending. Uh, the AEW tag team titles against FTR, the Acclaim retained great fucking match. Yeah. Absolutely. This... Like, I know that the acclaimed are pretty well made, but I felt like this further established the acclaimed in AEW. Yeah. And you, you know, we were both kind of thinking that maybe they pull the trigger on FTR here. Yeah. Uh, I was, a little, you know, I still, I thought it was too soon, but I was still, it definitely had that thought in my mind that, oh, it could happen. Um, yeah. But, this match really, you know, started cooking and to the point where, you know, some of those false finish- finishes at the end were, you know, just immaculately performed. Yeah. Um, and there was also this air of n- everything wasn't super clean, which added to that realness mm-hmm. of the fight, mm-hmm. which FTR is so good at doing. 100%. Um, And this, yeah, I, on, in terms of TV matches of the year, this is probably on... Uh, some lists. Yeah. uh, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be on my, my like quote unquote final list. Sure. 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 Uh, But but it's in the, it's in the conversation. It's certainly in the conversation. It was, it was very, very good. It's very, very well done. Dax Harwood is definitely one of the top workers of the year period. No doubt. Um, Really? The, the only bummer is like, they never got, where I thought they were going with FTR. It's clear. FTR is dropping everything now because they dropped the ring of honor titles. They're going to triple a in a few weeks to defend against, uh, I think it's dragon league and Okay. And then they're going to be at the dome and I assume they dropped the IWGP world tag team titles there. Yeah. Who so, won world tag league? Did that, was um, that the, f- the finals tonight or the was finals that finals are Wednesday? Oh, okay. okay. All right. So, uh, not sure yet. Um, but we'll we'll see how it goes. But anyway, recorded right after, then aired on Friday. It was Rampage, and uh, we kicked off with that challenge to anyone in the world: is John Moxley against Kanosuke Takeshita? Yes, and absolutely fucking ruled. And God, that guy's so good. Don Callis is scouting Takeshita.
1: Yeah, don't love that.
0: I only love it under the idea that Takesha could get involved into a bigger angle here, sure, yeah, and and maybe get some wins because <laughs> every you know he's had amazing showings, but not many uh, where he picks up the win. so uh, yeah, I mean, lumping him with the elite, I don't know uh, I, I don't know i'm I'm torn because I want him to to make a name on his own, but like you said, yeah being in a bigger angle would be good for him, but yeah. I don't know. I, I I liked it a lot. Uh no, the match was great. The match was incredible. Uh Austin, Texas crowd was on fire all night. Yeah, they stayed hot for the but for Rampage also. Them fucking chanting, don't give up when Moxley gets the Bulldog choke in. I mean yeah. uh Takeshita was made in this match, period. Oh, and the the one thing it was just a little thing, but I don't think I remember ever seeing it. When he did like kind of the the leaping Lariat thing, he kind of like he flipped with it, yeah. To the to, to you know to emphasize how much effort and force he put behind it, which I don't think I'd ever seen before, but I thought that was really fucking clever. Yeah, uh, I, I am so happy to catch as a full time guy and he, yeah, you know he's he's so great. And following his uh, adventures in acclimating yes. to uh, uh, living in America yeah. on Twitter is just what a delight. One of the few remaining joys on Twitter. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, after the match, Adam Page comes out. Page says, "Doc Sim." and won't clear him to wrestle quote because of his brain yeah (laughs) that was a great line (laughs) uh but he says you know what i'm not thinking straight anyway goes to attack moxley yeah they brawled blackpool combat club got moxley out of there. page staggered around with the medical staff and i can't wait for this fucking match yeah yeah no they're they're, they're not doing i mean it's the bare minimum but that's all this feud needs yeah you know and i love it they're not overcomplicating it we had uh, another video package of uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. Let's b- go, b- b- Powerhouse! I want more Hobbs ASAP. Stokely Hathaway showed a tape exposing uh, some some bad officiating in the hook match with Lee Moriarty. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So that will be a dangling thing there. Uh, Hikaru Shida defeated the Bunny. Um, it was fine. Yep, uh, Shida, always like a Shida match. Uh, Shida ended up. Well, now we'll have to see how the ratings did because, as we know, Bunny is a needle mover. That's right. Um, but uh, – Buffalo market really driving ratings here. <laughs> we got a Mishinoku driver from Sheeta, and then the spinning kick for the finish. And uh, Jamie Hayter versus Sheeta is the destination, which should be pretty cool. So one thing that bothered me – I guess not, not, not a major bother, but at one point um, Penelope Ford was out there with Bunny. And yeah. at one point she took a straight kick to the face
1: yeah.
0: from Sheeta. And then later on in the show, which we'll get to in a minute, she comes out in support, not selling it at all. <laughs> of course not. Why, why would she? It was a little,
1: little <laughs> annoying. but.
0: Um, then we uh, had Lee Moriarty and the former W. Morrissey, who is now called Big Bill. Yeah, really. Uh, that's like the NXT name generator right there, yeah. man. That's pretty that was pretty lazy. Uh, but uh, the, the firm duo squished some random jobbers yeah, uh, it, it yeah i was. i played snap lexi nair interviewed ftr ftr shock of shocks accepted <laughs> challenge from the PCOS. yes uh ortiz Nettie kingston challenged the house of black so i now guess people were going to be seen on uh on wednesday um, i'm here for that excalibur had to do the promo train not just for dynamite and everything but all of the matches that got added to the zero yeah. hour yeah uh, and then we and the had entire uh, Ring of Honor pay per view. Then we had eleven matches. Yeah. Then we had Arj Cassidy uh, uh, defending the All Atlantic Championship with the opponent of Kip Sabian's choosing, who turned out to be British Strong Style member Trent Seven. Yeah. This uh, and I remember people talking about Trent Seven earlier in the week, but not knowing why. And then yeah. he showed up. Was like, oh, that's why people were talking about him. Is, is he? Was he? Uh, how did me too see what's the what's the troublesome past with with Trent seven that people were alluding to? I believe you the accusations are uh, he was enabling underage drinking. You don't need to enable that. Underage kids want to drink. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> you, that's you can all, all I facilitate it. I don't which, know that that led to other things. I just know specifically it was called out like there was like a 17 year old girl who he was giving booze. I mean so, I mean don't get me it, wrong it's illegal. it's smoke but yeah. not fire. Yeah, well I mean, you know,
1: if something happened between the two of them after the booze yes. was given then there's a major issue there. Yeah. But if not then it's just, you know, what
0: 17-year-old doesn't want to get drunk. I mean, Right. I was doing the whole hey mister buy me a bottle of vodka thing yeah. around that time, so, you know, shit. Uh that's yeah. fine. Was, I mean, Trent Seven. He was never bad. He no, was, no, he's not bad. He's just there is no excitement in that. And then no. uh, to have him on Saturday, and I realized I forgot to mention it at the time, he was shown in the crowd during the Pure Title match. Oh, so, I was going to say I thought the like during the Joe uh, Juice no, thing. No, that no. would have made I, more sense. I think sense. you will be delighted by who they did show in the crowd during Joe Juice, though. Okay, Tony Deppin. Oh, ooh, Deppin and Joe. Yeah, hell okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, i That would here be that. awesome. I like it. Um but Arch Cassidy defends uh, that sure. – to, to tie that up from uh, – tie that loose end up, it was brought up during the press conference that Trent Seven's on an appearance-only deal. He's not signed signed OK. So, Good. Uh, I don't know how much more we're going to be seeing of him. Uh, what I thought was interesting, though, was after the match, of course, Kip Sabian jumps OC because that's where we're going. Yeah. But Dustin Rhodes stuck up for OC. I think this was just because they were in Austin and because it completes the through line that started uh, the first match of the night, the Battle Royal, where Kip and I think Dustin eliminated Kip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that, that actually makes sense when I think about it. Yeah. Uh, But we go to Winter is coming on Wednesday. Uh, That's going to have MJF versus Ricky Starks. That's going to be for both the Dynamite Diamond Ring but also the AEW World Title. We're going to have the next match in the uh, Elite – Death Triangle. Uh, Death Triangle best of 7. Mm-hmm. This is match 4. 4. Um uh, and we're to Death Triangle have, up 2 to 1. Uh, Tay against Ruby Riot. Or Ruby Soho. Soho rather. Yeah. Uh so could be a hell of a show on Wednesday. Uh they they've definitely made Winter's coming feel special in the past, so Yeah. Uh, I I really think the the key thing though is going to be to what degree do they pull the trigger on Ricky Starks on Wednesday? Because they have lightning in a bottle right now, and they need yeah. to let it go. Yeah, and I wonder if you know that promo and its
1: reaction has made Tony Khan reshuffle some things.
0: I mean, it's what they did with The Acclaimed. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty clear that they weren't supposed to be where they are now. Yeah. Um, and yeah. they are – if not the then the number two hottest act in the company oh no doubt so i think super over everywhere they
1: go yeah
0: you you give him that opportunity you give him that moment you give him that shine i I think you can go full speed ahead with it yeah no, i don't disagree especially if mjf isn't going to be the top baby face because you need a new top baby face right now yeah yeah i remember having a twitter back and forth about some rando uh about you know MJF being a, a babyface coming back, I'm like, no, there's zero fucking reason for that. Like, no, of course he is. He just did all the, you know, all right, guy. I meant to tag him down and be like, oh, what was that you were saying? Dick Munch. <laughs> yeah, remember, Chris does not take these exchanges very seriously and is not at all competitive. I was right. Eat my ass. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at roughhousesgw, at facebook.com slash the Podcast, and at patreon.com slash the Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, roughhouse redos, and roughhouse divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts subscribe motherfuckers this is the The rough house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information okay hey this is the rock shut your mouth jabronis and listen up because this is the rough house podcast with marty and my least favorite man on the planet christoph
1: the preceding presentation was brought to you by the realm network Do you have an upcoming No-DQ, Barbed Wire, Steel Cage, First Blood, Loser Leaves Town, Tampon and Pole, Boiler Room Brawl, Ambulance, Buried Alive, Casket Gauntlet, a stretcher match coming up? Then you need to visit the Foreign Object Warehouse for all of your foreign object needs. Need a sack full of thumbtacks? We got it. A baseball bat wrapped in bacon and barbed wire. We got it. A two-by-four with a nail in it. We got it. A candlestick. stick. We got it. A guitar to support your rock or country star gimmick. We got it. A bedpan for those visits to the local medical facility. We got it. Gardening shears a la Brutus Beefcake. We got it. An Irish shillelagh for St. Patrick's Day. We got it. A bullwhip, urn, scepter, cane, megaphone, nightstick, sledgehammer, or brass knuckles. We got it. That's right. Foreign Object Warehouse is your one-stop shop for any and all foreign objects you might need before heading up to the big upcoming show. Conveniently located at 3030 150 Generic Boulevard and parts unknown, Foreign Object Warehouse is here to arm you to ensure a dirty victory. Foreign Foreign Object object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Where the only thing foreign to us is high prices. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Where cheaply manufactured tables, ladders, and chairs are born. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse will not be held responsible if you lose via disqualification, get buried alive, run over by a gold Lincoln, or go blind from a face full of baby powder.